I watched La La Land last night for this discussion. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics with your co-host M. Cole and my bestest friend in the whole wide world, Mr. Skanky. How you doing today, Skanky? Yellow. Skanky, I've missed you. It's been it's been so long. You've been gone for a week and I don't know what I've done with myself. Yeah, I uh I don't I mean I know what I did with myself, but like I don't I don't how do people survive this this uh the, you mean when they travel? No, no, when when I'm not there oh, in their away life. from when, away yeah. from me you mean yeah yeah how do you how do you survive that that's i mean it's tough. it's tough it's really yeah. really tough you yeah. know what i love though is that you know you go to portland for how long was it like a week or something right yeah yeah about yeah you know i can't go to pax east for two days but it's fine <laughs> oh Hope i you would, had a good time i would know? i would go i would kill to go to pax east yeah but, sure but, yeah mm -hmm. but to make up for it though uh -huh. because i felt so bad yeah. i decided to make you travel a little bit less and go to your hometown in july yeah you to know visit that, was, that was very respectful of you i should stop giving you shit pax east but i <laughs> do think that um you know you're also putting a lot of pressure on me by doing that i am putting a shit because ton of i have on you. to organize this let me tell you a little story that happened the other day. Oh, because I can't Gabala wait. Because was like, hey, we should figure out what to do when people are here. And I said, whoa, yes. that's our responsibility. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, this is what we'll do this day. Blah, 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 blah. So we'll do this day, blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I had this whole idea about how we were going to do a, a walk, right, from mm -hmm. Central Park all okay. the way down to like you know to to go through all the areas so you go to Rockefeller Center you go yeah. through Times Square and yeah, then yeah. You, you go down to the Empire State Building whatever you do all the touristy shit right yeah and then she was like but like I think people will want to see Times Square at night because <laughs> yes. that's what like people want and I was like do they want that and they're like she's like yeah like people want to see Times Square at night I was like I don't even okay um, <laughs> well then what what are we gonna do about this whole plan and she's like. Well, I guess we're just going to have to go twice. <laughs> yes. So now, not only you you visiting is not only forcing me to go to Times Square <laughs> once, you're now making me go back again at night. Ah, this is the best trip in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. For those of you guys that don't know and haven't been able to tell from the conversation so far skinky hates times square <laughs> it's a load of horse shit there's nothing there oh my god except for an expensive olive garden which no com we are not eating at <laughs> yes. yeah so skinky skinky hates times square and now a caravan of our closest friends are going to new york to visit him and he has no choice but to go to his favorite place on earth it's like it's the terrible. It's like the Disneyland of something. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. Once we go there, you're gonna be like, yeah, that wasn't anything special, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like okay, regardless if it's anything special, I feel like it's it's something that you gotta do like once or twice or maybe yeah. ten times. You go um, once. Yeah, you gotta do it once. I mean, there's a ton of stuff in Chicago that's the that's similar in that that aspect where it's like um it's at least 
cool or interesting enough to see like the first time, but it's not something that you definitely necessarily go back over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And you might even try to avoid at times, depending. So, uh, no, I, 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 I hear you on that one. I hear you. I have this other, I have this problem though, um, that I, I've told this to a few girls that I've gone on dates with. Um, and there are things I want to do in Chicago that are um, more of the touristy type stuff, but like I never go do them because I live here, right? Like I really want to take the architecture tour, but like I don't know when to go because I can go whenever the hell I want. And so like mm. I'm just so I never get around to it because also I don't really want to do the touristy type thing because I'm a stuck up person that lives here. Um, but at the same time, I really do. And so I'm trying to figure out like a way to like go and do the architecture tour. And so I'm waiting for when someone visits that would also want to do the architecture tour. So I could just drag them along with oh, me. And, like I have an excuse to go do it. So um, so like for me, if I lived in New York, I'm assuming that's what Times Square would be. If like I'd never been, I'm like, I really don't want to go, but I kind of do. Want, want to go once i'll just i would uh, everyone else gets here and i have to go once and then i'll be good just mm-hmm. knock it out get it out of the way i feel so. like as a kid i went on tours like that mm-hmm. yeah and i did all those like touristy things mm-hmm. because and we got it out of the way mm-hmm. um and now i feel like i'm sufficient enough to do it myself i'll give you some history you know, no, I, I won't. Wait. I won't give you any history oh, at all. It's gonna be great. I, I, I didn't hear that last part. What, what, I, whatever you said, but I'll, all I know is you're giving me history. Let me tell Let's you one of the best touristy tours I ever had. Yes. Okay. Was of Grand Central Terminal. Okay. And they bring you like all around. They explain like everything, whatever, blah 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 blah. There's a lot of like small things in Grand Central Terminal, which mm-hmm. I should add it to the list because I know some shit. All right. Yeah, because you took right? a tour. And then they bring you behind, like, the scenes, mm-hmm. and they show you, like, how they run the trains and stuff, oh, which really? I thought was pretty cool. That is really cool. But I don't think they do that anymore, oh, which is man. sad. But it was a cool tour back in the day, and I like to brag about it. Nice. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, I did a lot of that kind of stuff when I was a kid, but for whatever reason, the architecture tour never quite made the list of things to do. So I, uh, I don't know. Let me go back and do that. You should go do that. So, you should yeah. live your dream and make a I, vlog on it. I, yes, I will live my dream. I was gonna vlog my Portland trip, and I completely forgot about that. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> forgot. No, there is. I, I'm thinking about it now because I, st- I still have an unpacked because I got back last night. Um, there is this. There's still a microphone in my bag because like that's how much I was actually gonna do it. And really? Wow. Yeah, I completely slipped my mind. Um, I yeah yeah, and Elsie and Tiny didn't remind me. Because I told them I was going to do it well, too. Well, now I guess that means that you need to make a YouTube video saying, "Hey guys, just an update about me. You know, sorry about not <laughs> vlogging. You know, but I got some great things up the pipeline. Can't talk about them right now, but I'll let you know in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be really Years. cool. Make sure to like this video. Also subscribe. And yo, some great things coming up ahead. That's what you. Now, isn't do. it like subscribe and comment? We got the comment is. Oh very yeah, important. comment your favorite um, superhero. Down below, um, and like, yeah, like this video. You know, you gotta do one of those guys. Yeah, perfect. No, I'll choose one person, and then win an iPad. Yes. I don't think I'm bringing in enough money for my YouTube channel to pick anyone to give an iPad to. So maybe a Fire Tablet. Spend money now to make money later. Ah, is that how it works? Yeah, that's capitalism. Nice. I think. Nice. So skanky. Yeah. Speaking of capitalism, do I do you want do I hear a few things about my trip? No, not really. 
All right, cool. So last Not night, really interested. Last night after I landed. Okay. Uh, this has nothing to do with my trip because I was back home. So yeah, I was so, gonna say. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, because okay. you said you don't want, you don't want to hear about the trip. It's so. okay. It's okay. It's fine. Um, do you ever have like a moment where you kind of like an out of body experience where you look at your life and you're kind of like, how did I get to this point? And also like, yes, how did I get to this point? Um, so last night I fly in, I land like I get in between like eight and nine, and I really need some freaking dinner, right? And so I'm like, I'm not really feeling anything other than like cheap late night tacos so i was like all right so i'm gonna go to like where all the drunk people are and i'm gonna go and um grab some tacos actually a quesadilla so i got a quesadilla with steak and i grab it and i'm walking out and i'm standing on the side of the road eating this quesadilla and this this caravan of police officers are approaching like cars and bikes and all that kind of stuff i was like what the what the first question are you recording this from prison no, no, unfortunately. unfortunately. All right, because if you like snuck in the mic to prison and we said, like, <laughs> hey, like we're like recording this from prison, like we'd probably get a lot more people to listen to this. Oh, yes, yeah, I am recording from prison. Okay. Um, All right, good. I wrote, wow, that's crazy. Me. Whoa, <laughs> wow. Anyways, but no, so I, uh, so I'm sitting rate there. The I mean, podcast my... five stars. Sorry, go on. Exactly. If you guys rate and review the podcast, please, <laughs> five stars for prison podcast. <laughs> Five stars. They did this in prison. <laughs> All right, go on. Oh, so I sit there eating my steak quesadilla, and after the police, there is just waves of naked people on bikes. Um, and it was the Chicago nude bike ride. And I kind of like looked down at my life, and I'm like, wow, you just got off a plane. You're sitting here eating a steak quesadilla, and literally hundreds of naked people are biking past you. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I'm doing okay in this world. This is pretty great. I'm going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> it was, so that was, that, was, that, was how my, that was how my trip ended. It was, it was pretty glorious. Um, but I don't, know. I don't know. I just kind of love random shit like that. So it was, it was fun. But, I mean, yeah. I kind of I, I love that. It was great. It was great. Like, I mean, literally, just just picture me sitting there monging on like a quesadilla as like people are like screaming, laughing, dancing. Like my best is my favorite of the the naked bike riders are the ones that aren't even on the bikes, like on skateboarder skateboarding, and they're like doing dances and shit. I'm like, you look so happy right now. (laughs) Like, part of you be like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm I should join in on this. It was. It was such. I was. Like the funny thing was, I almost rode my bike to get dinner. And then, oh, like, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been great. Um. Anyways, but uh, so I don't know. It's just, it was it was great. There was tons of people, and I, I one thing I love is that like obviously there's public safety in mind, and so it has like a police escort on front and on back to clear the streets so these uh-huh. hundreds of people can bike down naked. But it was it was pretty great. Um, See, that's was, one of the moments where you know. I think that Rod Sterling's gonna Sterling's gonna come out and be like, <laughs> he's sitting on the corner, <laughs> eating yeah. his steak quesadilla. All yeah. of a sudden, a group of bikers naked run by. <laughs> is so he true. in Chicago, or oh. is he part of the Twilight Zone? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like I just, 
I kind of oh. hope that that would happen. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, anyway, so one, one thing I thought was that was really kind of crazy about that is it relates back to Portland because um, talking to LC, LC is like, you should move here. We have a naked bike ride. And I was like, sweet. I would totally be down for the Portland naked bike ride. And as soon as I land back in Chicago, I find myself in the midst of a naked bike ride. And I was like, I was like, I, I kind of love my city. So I don't. So I'm you're not like, moving to Portland anytime soon. No, it's I will say it gorgeous and amazing and definitely somewhere I'm going to visit in the future. Because uh, that was my first time to the Northwest and it, it, it definitely impressed. It definitely impressed me. I um, I'm not a big I'm very fair skinned, so I'm not a big like sun beach person. Um, uh-huh. And so the Northwest Pacific Northwest is just perfect right you get like you get like overcast and rainy and greenery and mountains and hills and trees and it was it was truly gorgeous and the weather was like perfect it was like mid 60s to mid 70s the entire week it was it was awesome so yeah that's nice i would would strongly recommend it but yeah that was a good trip but we so the trip was it when i went to la first for overwatch league Um, yeah yeah and I got I got two quick stories to tell you about this one. Please, I'm here to I'm here to hear all the I'm here to hear all this. That's a terrible sentence, but I'm here to hear all your stories. So you're here to listen all this to all the stories. No, 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 no. it doesn't sound right. I'm here no, to no, hear right. all your stories. You're, you're right. Like how I Trojan horsed my way in. I, I I got you I got you hooked with the naked bike ride, so I could just kind of work my way to the rest of the yeah, story. Yeah, now you can just you know I can just sit here and you know go on Reddit or whatever. You can just talk <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll be right back, guys. You know, do your thing. Exactly. People are like. <laughs> Be like, I want to see what behind the scenes shenanigans is like. And like, no, you don't. One of us talks, and I want to read the internet. <laughs> like, and then, and then, then we like, switch. After all this, be like, hey, so Skanky, what'd you do this week? <laughs> yeah, I'm called um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh. Um, I streamed like a good streamer. Yeah, I'm really bad at that these days. <laughs> I, I have, I'm going to stream tonight, but I haven't streamed in a very long time. It's okay. I didn't stream this weekend, so. Oh, oh, yeah. So I'll make up for it. I'll stream for you for this weekend. There you go. Look at that. We could, you, we you could do the buddy, the buddy team stream stuff. You want to stream great. on my channel? <laughs> that would be interesting. Here, I'll read. Uh, I'll read you off my uh, streaming. Uh, what's it called? The code stream thing? key. Yeah, I'll, I'll read off my stream key on here. Ready? Uh, so you have a pen and paper? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, it's F U C K. Okay. Y O U. Okay. T I M E S S Q U A R E S U C K S. You got that? Yeah, I got it. I can't All wait right. to go live. It'll be great. great. Cool. Can't wait. It'll be great. Um, so uh, me and Deathcake went to LA for Overwatch League, which was amazing. It makes me even more excited for the July trip um, out to the championships with everyone that's going to be out there, um, including you, Gabalon all the other wonderful amazing people um but it was it was really really cool but so we get to this hotel um in the la area and we go to check in and the front desk person was like oh what are you guys visiting for are you gonna go to a premiere or something and we're like no we're we're (laughs) like you're like a film director you should have said yeah (laughs) i'm actually directing my my movie it's coming out yeah (laughs) so she has i go so i was like no we're going to uh the Overwatch League, and she was like, she was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Are you dressing up for it? 
And I say, no, it doesn't fit. Uh, like, I really tried, but it doesn't fit, so I can't wear it. And Are you talking she about lo- the diva costume? Yeah, I'm talking about the diva costume. Oh, she, my she, God. She looks, she looks very confused at us. And, <laughs> she's, and she goes, why is that? And Death Kate goes, well, we're not 18 anymore. We don't have the body of an 18-year-old. And so she's like, okay are you at least gonna like wear a nice you know hat or something i was like i don't know i was like she doesn't really have a hat i was like i guess i could maybe pull something off and she's like the front desk person's like here's your keys (laughs) so it tells us where our room is we go upstairs and we realize we realize that what she meant was are you going to dress up in a suit or tux for whatever this thing is that you're going to and our responses were it doesn't fit because we're not 18 anymore oh my god <laughs> so that was how we started off our la trip it was it was quite it was quite, <laughs> i just could only imagine what like she's thinking like who the hell are these random ass weird people no um, don't worry it's la everyone there is weird it's true. so i'm having you fit a, right in i'm having an existential crisis i don't fit in my tuxedo you fit so right I, in. I think you're i think you're right um but yeah, so no, that was great. Um, and then we went to the games, which were it was it was really cool. It was even cooler to see in person. Um, if I lived in LA, I would probably go to those at least every week. Um, maybe every other week. It was it was awesome. So, but um, but no. And then uh, uh, other thing I wanted to do is I got my NYXL jersey signed by all the different casters and analysts and all that kind of stuff for the Overwatch League. And so I uh, I tweeted out at Zoe and absolutely love her and i was like hey i'm in from chicago would you sign my jersey and she was like sure where are you sitting and so i tell her where we are in the stands and uh, a little bit later she comes out and she's like looking for me and she like points at me and i do like the goofiest dumb wave i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, Hi. Oh no! Yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> and so she like walks up into the stands, and I like, I like didn't know where my phone was. Like, I couldn't like speak. <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, sweating I, profusely. My hand is shaking for absolutely no reason. <laughs> it was the stupidest. I've never felt so stupid in my entire <laughs> life. Um. I get, I get, uh, Death Cake takes a picture, um, of me and her, and I feel like I at least composed myself to not look super weird. You look good. You didn't do the <laughs> hover hand. That's what I wanted to say. That's what Death Cake said, too. Death Cake, that was the first thing he said. He's like, I'm very so proud of you. proud that you didn't yeah, do that- the hover hand. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I, yeah, I did I mean, that's true. I, now that you say it, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guess I am you happy that did I didn't great. awkwardly hold my arm around her as if I, like, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> so, that was good um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. And then, but by that, but it was like the first one. And then like, by the end of it, I felt way more comfortable. So I was like, just going up to the desk and be like, Hey, you guys want to sign this? And like chatting and bantering with me and everyone was super nice. It was really, really cool experience. So, um, it was a lot How of How many of them now know about the Shenantics podcast though, M. Cole? Oh, I don't think any of them. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. why we sent you on the podcast dollar. To Do you remember go how I just there. said how nervous I was? I was so nervous. <laughs> I can't. Ah. M. Cole, <laughs> the, the board directors are not going to like to hear this. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. Oh. You had one job. That's true. That's right. I- I'm going to have to take the fall for you, as always. I appreciate it, Skanky. I appreciate it. Maybe, maybe, you know, 
because you're so nice to take the fall for me, I'll only make us go to Times Square twice. Instead of three times. I hate you so much. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so no, the, the trip the trip was, was wonderful. I recommend everyone go out and visit LC and have her take you around Portland. It was it was a great time. That's great. So. It sounds like it was a great time. The pictures really I saw fun. made it seem like it was a you had a good time. You had fun. It was it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. And if any, if any of you guys that want to see all the cool stuff we did, um, or some of the cool stuff, uh, I was actually updated my Instagram for this trip. So I feel like I did a pretty good job of doing that this time around. So um, my username is mcole underscore on Instagram. Surprise, surprise. No so. snapticles though. No, I so I packed them. But then I ran out of space in my bag because I wanted to bring a carry on for eight days of travel. And so I was like kind of limited on how much room I could have. And so they, they were one of the first ones to make the cut that they, they weren't going to make it. So, yeah, because the case for them is so big um, compared to the utility that it's just I didn't really quite think it was worth it to bring it. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was a good trip. It was fun. I'm happy to be back, though. So I'm happy you're back, too. Yeah, yeah, I get a good chat with my bud, and I get to pet my dog, and he's sleeping right now, so that's good. There you so, go. Yeah, everything's great. All Every, in that order. All in all in that order. All in that order. <laughs> so, anyways, but um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Lots of other cool fun times. Like apparently, I talk in my sleep. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Um, a lot, and I have. I also get night terrors when I'm sleeping sometimes. Uh, oh. but. So apparently there was one day, this is all allegedly, we have no proof of it, it's all hearsay, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but I laid down to take a nap, and I woke up in the middle of my nap to insult Tiny, (laughs) and then went back to sleep. What? (laughs) Yeah, so apparently, apparently, I napping, then I lift my head up, and I say... (laughs) I'm tiny. I like to know things but not tell anybody. And then went back to bed. And then I was so she was telling me this. I was like, that's really fucking random. She's like, well, I mean, before that, you did like ask me a question about what time we had to go do something, and I wouldn't tell you. And so maybe that's why you decided to do your best tiny impression of I'm tiny. I like to know things but not tell anybody. <laughs> so yeah so i uh now i have i have my fear that i had in college that now i sleep talk all the time and just insult and berate people so that's that's going well with me what the fuck <laughs> i know right so it's uh yeah. <laughs> so it was it was good it was good so that's uh i mean emco you gotta be really careful with tiny all right she pretty much runs this podcast so you can't <laughs> right? you can't be you can't be doing that all right. I know, I know. You can't Trust be doing that. Me. I know. I was right. I wouldn't make it back from Portland. <laughs> like, what, Jeez, what like, we need, who else is going to do the freaking uh, show notes? Show notes, right? I mean, come on, man. This is I unacceptable. Know. I know. I'm sorry. Look, I'm pissing off the board of directors. I'm pissing off Tiny. Like, this is not this looking good, man. It's not it's looking not good. Looking it's good. a it's a it's a rough re- it's a rough return for me. It's like kick it's me a off the rough sh- return. <laughs> kick me off the show, and then I come back. Like supposed to be bigger, better, stronger, and no. It's, yeah, I don't know, man. This is. But, I'm nervous. Yeah, no. So it's been it's been good, but uh, um, but yeah, and then also I don't I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but on, I watch a lot of movies. Let's talk about it now. Sweet. Um, I I watched a lot of Marvel movies, and oh, good. Were- Which ones did you get done? 
I got a lot done. Let's see. I watched Thor on my plane ride out there. And then I watched, um, I think, what did I watch after that? Was it, yeah, The Avengers after that, Iron Man 3 after that, and then Thor The Dark World. So I got, I kicked four of them out in this week. So it was, it was good. It was wow, good. Wow, nice. Very That's enjoyable awesome. time. Um, I have a new goal for my life. I want to have a body like Thor by next year. So um gonna be, working, <laughs> okay. gonna be working hard on that. I don't know All if you've right. seen him without a shirt on, but it's like possibly the sexiest thing in the world, and I want to achieve that, and I feel like it's within grasp. Um so okay. next year you'll 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 be like, you can't come to Pax East because you are the god of thunder and And you also can't fit on the plane with your muscles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's what's gonna happen. Yes, uh, it's so true. Um, and then, That's so uh, true. <laughs> oh god! And then I, uh, I fulfilled a, a, I half fulfilled a promise that I made on Shenantics, and uh, I watched La La Land on my plane. Wait, flight what do you mean half fulfilled? Because I was supposed to watch La La Land and Moonlight back to back, and oh, I oh yeah, okay, started Moonlight, but I wasn't able to finish it. So okay, that's fine. That's fine. yeah. So uh, we'll have to talk about that one another time. But I watched a shit right. ton of movies. But yeah, no, I watched La La Land, so I'm I'm ready to discuss it. All my thoughts. Okay, I'm excited. Be open, honest. Tell me, tell me your thoughts about La La Land. I watched La La Land last night for this discussion. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm and so I'm, excited. Yeah, I know you are. Because now right. you're going to go in with the fresh thoughts. Now when I say things, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, so all right. Oh, we're going to discuss spoilers as well in this. Oh, yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, spoilers, spoilers for La La from La here on out until the other end cap of the discussion. If you have not seen La La Land, um, pause it and go watch it right now. Whatever you're doing, if you're at work, just tell your boss you're going to go take two and take two hours. And <laughs> yeah, go, I would go watch La La Land and I'll be back. It'll be okay. great. It'll be all great. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So me and La La Land, I feel like have a very complicated relationship. Um, tell me, what were you thinking La La Land was before you went into it? Because you tweeted and said you didn't even know there was singing in it. No, I know I didn't know anything about it. I had no idea about what this movie was about. Okay, all right. At that's all. how I went in too in the theaters. Oh, really? Yeah, so I had we... no idea anything about it. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I, I completely blind. Um, I think the only thing I knew about it is I knew Ryan Gosling was in it. I think oh. that's all I knew. Yeah, hard um, right. That makes it worth it, hands down. Um, <laughs> but but we uh, I have a, I have a complicated thing with La La Land because I don't know if I love it or hate it. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I, Oh, you're I, a middle person. I, but I don't think I'm in the middle. I think I'm at an extreme, but I think I bounce between the extremes. Okay, um, so tell me, let's, let's go through. What do you hate and what do you like about it? Okay, it, love, love. Love, love okay. Um, love. First of all, movies with like singing and dancing are awesome. Like, I love that part of it. The second thing, the thing that I found just so striking and just really amazing about it like their use of colors is phenomenal like just mm -hmm. so yeah. fantastic the way that like the colors the way that they um put together various scenes um they're the especially near the end um the set design of some of the mm -hmm. parts is like it blows me away it is just absolutely gorgeous yeah. um yeah 
I I thought that the musical numbers fit in very well with the flow of the movie. Um, they kind of popped out in good parts. And also, I'm kind of a sucker because, like, I want my life to be like that, like to just break out in song and dance at random yes, parts. Yes, yes. Um, and so, like, part of me was like super jealous about everything that was going on in this movie. Um, yeah. And I, and I was like, I really need to up my dating skills <laughs> because, like, <laughs> that was that was really, really, uh, just... dude. <laughs> what is up with Ryan Gosling wearing a suit to everything? I'm jealous. To AF, the movies. To I want to wear a suit to everything. How classy does he look? Every time they, I watch La La Land, I'm like, I need to go buy a suit. Do I have right? a suit? I don't think I even right. have a suit. Oh my God, well, when the, would I wear a suit? To the movies? Got, <laughs> right. He's got that three-piece suit um, at the end, the brown one, when, he, when mm. he's walking. In. Oh, my God. He just rocks it. Rocks it. Seriously yeah. rocks it. See, imagine me and my Thor body wearing a three-piece suit everywhere. Oh, damn. Dude, you'd, you'd yeah. I was gonna have I, I bat it. the people off with a club, um, <laughs> but uh, but no. So the, like there was there was there was so so much that I loved about this movie. I thought it was fun, and um, I'll get into one of the last things I love after I talk about things that I hate. Um, okay. The thing there's really one main thing that I hate, and that is Mia. Uh, the and that's isn't it the main female lead's name? Yes, Mia. Yeah, Mia. Uh, I do not like her character. Um, I don't really? like okay. a lot of things about her character. I, I feel like her character's motivations I don't like and don't agree with. I found her exceptionally frustrating at many points in the movie. Um, especially, I think my to sum up like my frustration with her is if you look at what, what I believe to be one of the best scenes of the movie is when she has her dream flashback when she's sitting in the club in Sev's at the mm-hmm. near the end of the movie and she kind of rewinds everything and like relives it as if her and Sebastian ended up together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My biggest frustration with that entire scene and what can kind of sum up like my frustration with her as a character is if you go through that amazing, wonderful, beautifully composed scene and you kind of look at it and everything that's happening, she's getting everything she wants in life and her view of an ideal life has he's not reaching the goals that are set out right like he's not getting a uh, opening a jazz club he's not doing any of that he's like the accessory to her and like part of me is like that isn't the rom-com ideal dream in my mind right i I think it would have been it would have been better if it was like like i mean heck the only way that jazz plays into it is like when they're walking past the club that would be sebastian's if he was on the normal timeline. Um, and so then that also makes me feel like, is it like a complicated thing where like, she's kind of reached everything that she thinks she wants in life, but yeah, she's still jealous of what he's achieved. Do you know what I mean? And like, maybe that's why we get oh. the flashback the way it is. Um, because it's like, oh, he has this, but it would have been much better if I had him and he didn't achieve oh, these see, things. No, I see that all differently. Yeah. I Tell see that differently. It. Okay. So that flashback mm-hmm. is not about what would have gone perfectly. Okay. Because what happens is the end of this movie, um, it's a tragedy, really, mm-hmm. this movie. Because you come to the realization that they both can't be together and mm-hmm. both get their dreams. Yeah. Okay, so, I see that. 
So let's say at the end, Mia, mm -hmm. if she had that flashback mm -hmm. and then went up to Sebastian and they got back together again, mm -hmm. then that would be her accepting that he wouldn't be able to obtain his dreams, let's mm -hmm. say, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're not together, she's mm -hmm. looking at it, she's, she's seeing all the things that could have happened, mm -hmm. but at the end, even if they were together, he would have never been able to get his dreams. Okay, so it would have not that. been able to work. Ah, okay. This I like that. The only, this is the only way for both of them to obtain their things. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't say, like, it's hard to be like, oh, well, they could have made it work. They could have did this. But it's like, mm -hmm. this is what happened. Yeah. This is how it works out. Now they both have these things that they love, but they both love each other, but they can't have one another. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So I don't so, think it's about, I don't think it's a selfish intention at the okay. end. Okay. Okay. I could I see that. I think it's her seeing what could have happened mm -hmm. and being like, well, it couldn't. Okay. I like it's that. It's her accepting like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I, I like that. I like that. I like that, that view and interpretation. Because like, that. let's say, let's say Sebastian had the same thing. Mm hmm. He, they all focused on what Sebastian wanted. Right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he ended up getting the club, but she never ended up becoming an actress. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, yeah, that could so, be. So you know, see that. yeah. Um, but so that brings me that that kind of brings touches on a little bit of the thing that I was initially frustrated with, but fell in love with after um okay. was that it felt like there was so much other meat to this movie that we missed out on because obviously they cut out a period of time and flash forward um and there's so many like details that like i want to know about um and things i want to know but we don't get that and so at first it feels so like frustrating and unfulfilling to not get in get any of that but uh -huh. then it is it's also so incredibly wonderful and magical in two ways is that what the movie is is it's a snapshot of in time of these two people and a lot of like how they met and then that also kind of sparked what they were able to become at the end and the entire journey wasn't about them right so it's almost like yeah it, it's almost like if you were to it's like the movie could have easily started out um Look at with that end scene with her and Sebastian. She has the entire flashback about how their life could have gone, and then flashback to like, all right, how did it start? Where did we get to how they are now? Where she's having this thing where it's like, okay, we couldn't end up together and both get what we wanted, and then tells the entire story. Like, and that's what I kind of love is that we get that snapshot of that. And the second thing I love is that they don't end up together at the end, right? As someone that yeah. I I love rom coms to death, but this movie isn't that, and that is why I love. Like you said, it's like it's a tragedy at parts, and I just kind of love that they played that out all the way to the end. And especially like the end recognition between the two, like not even like full on big toothy smile, just like a small smile of like, you know, I wish we could have been together, but at the same time, we're both in really good spots right now. And I'm happy that you achieved what you wanted to achieve yeah. um, was just, it was wonderful. And I, love that part of it so it's a uh, and the, so the scene that i was talking about the great set design when they are like i i think her her view of the way that like it could have been or like if they were together that was just m magical and gorgeously put together right Wasn't and like it great I it love was that so yeah. good it was so good the the scene that where they're like um, I think it's when they're dancing through part of LA. I don't think it's Paris, but like just like the painted backdrop and like the way things are reflecting in the sidewalk is just mm -hmm. 
absolutely stunning. It's um, so good. I mean, it's a really it's an homage to old mm-hmm. Hollywood films. That's like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, um, no, I, I definitely like felt that. in the rain. I was just about to say that. I totally yeah. felt the singing in the rain, which also love singing in the rain. Such a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, absolutely do go watch it. It's it's I I uh, really appreciate La La Land for what it is, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like intricacies that um, if you watch like bonus features and stuff, like you mm-hmm. learn all these little things about it that uh, just makes you appreciate it more. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Cause, yeah, Are there any other things you hated about it? No, and that, that's that a, that's why I find so frustrating yeah. is that there aren't. But she plays such like an important role. Obviously, she is like what, like the cornerstone to a lot of things that happen. And the fact that I find her so frustrating and infuriating, um, I think also part of it is because at times I find Hollywood frustrating and infuriating, and mm-hmm. that's the role she's playing in it. Um, and so I think like that's also kind of where my frustration with her comes from. Um, and that's why I kind of like go back and forth. There are periods in the movie where everything is so well done, but I'm just not happy. And like those parts are when it's like heavily focused on her part of the story. And mm-hmm. I just, it, but and the thing is, it's what is weird is that it kind of developed in that because at the beginning of the movie, I adored her i thought like what like especially like the first scene with her and her roommates and they're all in like the brightly colored dresses like green yellow blue red and it's just like and then they go to the stuck up party but like and like the when oh and i I just i love the dance numbers like when the the guys jump into the pool in the like Uh full-on suits like everything about it was just so much fun and i love that part and then i don't know as it kind of developed on like i started to like not want to root for her anymore for some reason and that was where I and that's why I feel like I go back on such extremes because obviously there's so many things I just absolutely adore about this movie um so I think I end up and I think I'm going to end up saying that I absolutely absolutely love the movie um and I think I have to just recognize like not saying that she is but like in a movie with a villain like the best villains are the ones that you absolutely hate right like uh-huh. and it's like oh how can you like a movie where you absolutely hate one of the characters it's like no that is what their intention and role is and so uh-huh. if I just accept for myself that that's the role she's filling in this movie <laughs> then not as a villain but as someone that's going to give me complete frustration uh-huh. then I, I can go forward saying that I absolutely love this movie alright I will take that <laughs> so I will take that. Are you yeah. seeing the ending in a different light, maybe, from my explanation? Yes. No, I, I really like I really okay. like your explanation. It definitely does. That, I think that also actually helped put me over into the love it category because I, I can kind of um, reconcile the my, you know like that ending into not feeling more. It's not a selfish need, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. To see that. I don't yeah. think. No, I I, I I agree with you on that one. I agree. It's with just you. more of a, like a acceptance that it could never be. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, there's one thing that I, there's one thing I don't know if I wish they did differently or not, and okay. that is, let's go back to the end of the movie, and mm-hmm. when she's out with her husband and they're getting dinner, and they are walking back to the car, he is the one, her husband is the one that is drawn to the club and kind of pulls her in, right? Uh-huh. Um, and... One thing that kind of irks me a bit is that if we look back earlier in the movie, like when she was saying that she loves 
jazz because he showed her how to love jazz and also if he does something he's passionate about people are going to be drawn to it because he's passionate about it and so i kind of didn't like that at the end someone that now has claimed that they like love jazz wasn't drawn to the jazz like i feel like if anyone she should have been the one that's like oh like back in this my history like in the recesses of my um memory like this is pulling something out and I'm feeling drawn to this and then also you can kind of have the thing where like his passion is also drawing her in even though she doesn't know it yet like you could have had that but instead it's like this other random character that I have no affinity for is kind of pulling her along and dragging her in and so um i i'm a little frustrated with that but at the same time i think maybe i like it better because then it seems a lot less rom-commy like oh it was fate that she was meant to walk into his club because it's like yeah yeah like someone else yeah someone else brought her in and then it then she has the awkward experience of having to sit there being like oh shit you know i mean type of thing where it's like Uh you kind of look at her and she's just like Stiff and sitting there and just like what oh god why no type thing it's just I don't know it was it was great it was I well, don't that's know like I, a realization I think that that scene is kind of cool mm-hmm. because it's almost like she's forgotten about everything that we've watched mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. time and it's like a little blip yeah in yeah. her life that she doesn't really you know I mean she's married now she has a kid it's been five years she's been in mm-hmm. like movies and stuff yeah. like you know there's other things that have happened. Um, and then when she sits down and she sees the sign, it's like a realization of like how important all of this was for her as well, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I kind of like that. If it was like, Hey, let's go check out this jazz because I used to have an ex-boyfriend who was super into jazz and wanted to open up a club. It's like, like, Oh "Oh, shit. It's his club. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know? And it it also complements the ending where it's like not a happy ending, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I feel like it is a happy ending. Maybe it's because sometimes well, I take is, personal but... achievement over personal relationships. Yes. <laughs> so I I'm mean, like, you okay. go, girl. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't like to call it a sad ending. Yeah. But it's a tragic ending. Yes, yes. I think it's I a totally tragedy. That. That's what it yeah. is. It's not sad or nice or good. It's tragic. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it, which, yeah, I know. It's it, yeah, so, uh, good movie. It was a really good movie. I'm, I'm All right. happy, happy you recommended your, it. your issues with it. Yes. I'm happy about that. Yes, we did. I we feel did. better. So I um, we we've talked about it on podcasts before, right? About how I took ballroom cl- dancing classes in college. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. Um, and watching this, especially the part where they're like in the planetarium, um, and dancing around there, like that makes me miss ballroom dancing so much. Like uh-huh. I really loved ballroom dancing when i took it and like i just want to go do that i think that'd be so much fun so. you should go do it i should i just gotta go just gotta go find someone to go dance with me wow this you is can getting, go by yourself this is i can't dance by myself if you I go to like a like a class or whatever oh yeah 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 yeah. no but i just want someone to dance with me in random places you just want like to go a, to some random place in ballroom dance ex- yeah like like a planetarium or something. You just want to go. Great. You just want to go ballroom dance on a planetarium. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like, imagine, imagine, like you go somewhere um, with some open space, and you go with someone that you really care about, or that is a good dancing partner for you that you also really care about. And you guys both put headphones in, and you start the music at the exact same time, so you guys are dancing to the music, but no one else around you can hear it. But for you guys, it is. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, they have those. Those are like headphone parties. 
Yeah, I've heard those. I've heard that before. Reply All also talked about like a bar, like the headphone bars, where yeah. it's like everyone gets to like chill, listen to their own music, and yeah, and then they could talk at a reasonable level. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <sighs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, and so the one last thing I have to say that's tangentially related to this movie mm-hmm. is, um, mm-hmm. I love going to the blues bars in Chicago, and this just makes me want to go to live music events in Chicago even more. Um, just because it's like they are so much fun, and when you see just talented people making great music, it's it's a great night out. And now I want to do that even more after watching La La Land. That's so, a good idea. I want to yeah. go to jazz clubs in New York after all this, you know? Yes. Maybe maybe we could skip Times Square and go to a jazz club. I think I might cry. Oh. <laughs> it's just one tear. It's cakey as like. One single tear. <laughs> it's like, this is oh, friendship. So, oh, this is what you need to do. So now that you've watched... Uh, La La Land. You mm-hmm. need to go watch the Golden Globes opening with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll message it to you. Okay. okay. It is hilarious, and it's like kind of related to La La Land, and it's just fantastic. So you have to watch that. Watch it right now, or watch it after a podcast. Oh, after podcast. You okay. have to watch it now. Okay. Cool. I okay. mean, come on. We're we're doing a podcast right now. Just I just want to make sure. I was I was I was. I got nervous. I was getting anxiety about like whether or not I have to like hurry up and change things. And oh, you're watch fine. And, all right, good. All right. So, so now, do, uh, did you like the songs? By the way, or all the songs were good? Yeah, I thought the songs were great. I really did. I thought. Are they like, stuck in your head yet or no? Not yet. Not yet. I think. I think I definitely need to give it a never, another, never another, uh, another watch through. And well, don't I worry. Think, it's on Spotify. You can listen through them. Oh yeah. Then I think I'll definitely just. Throw, I might throw that on tomorrow at work. Um, Little fun fact is mm-hmm. uh, they actually made the lyrics. For the songs after. Oh, really? So all of it was just like composed, mm-hmm. and then they hired lyricists to do the, the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, very cool. More mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we got we got through lots of podcasts without bringing up lyric, but if you want to, then <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god! But yeah, Shit. no. So. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, so that was it was great. Um, that's that's the end of the spoilers. Time mark show notes will tell you when you can come back. Well, I'm not saying that after people would yeah, come back. Yeah, let me say that after everyone. Frickin' Oopsies. <laughs> you literally told everyone to take a two hour break from work so they could watch Lala. Oh yeah, so so everyone has been right there with us, listening to the entire conversation. Exactly. So. Cool. We should probably post like just a default like get out of work note like to the website like dear. Blank boss. <laughs> Dear Blank. Blank is excused note. for yeah, right. A shenantics note. A shenantics note. Here's how you get out of work today. So, anyways, but uh, but I don't know. Is that now? Is there any other movies that I said I was gonna watch that I need to get around to, other than Moonlight? I can't think of any. Um, probably. Any, there's probably, but I don't think there's any really big ones. La La Land has been a, been a, one sticking out there for quite a while, so. Oh, well, Moonlight! You gotta finish. Yeah, I gotta finish Moonlight. So I'm working on the Marvel movies. Gonna get those done by the end of summer. I'm thinking. So I don't know. I'll find some other stuff for you to watch. Don't worry. Perfect. I got yeah, a backlog. I, this this past week, I've watched more movies than I've watched in like the past four years. Like it's been crazy. So, but <sighs> Sorry, you're know. doing fine. Yes, yes. I'm 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 catching up on everything I've missed out. So that's why it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. But 
Anyways, so uh, so now that we discussed everything I did, what did I miss this week? Anything cool and exciting, Mr. Skinky? Uh, uh, E3 started yesterday. Yes. Yeah. I think who is it? Did, on, did anyone else other than EA have their their little keynote presentation? Um, No, Bethesda's today. Bethesda's today, okay. And there's someone else today? Uh, uh, I think? I'm pretty sure. I think. I'm not sure. There, there's definitely something else today. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, EA had theirs, and it was, I don't know, uneventful, I guess. Battlefield yeah. 5 is going to have a BR mode. <laughs> of course. Of so, course. You can Everything. look forward to that. Everything needs a BR mode. Okay, hold on. I got it. Uh, so let's see. Today is Sunday. Today we have Tiny Build, Microsoft, Bethesda, and Devolver. Tiny oh. Build, Omega Lol. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Neighbor 2? Yes. Skanky's, Skanky's Game of the Year 2017 was Hello, Neighbor. Maybe 2018 we can get Hello, Neighbor 2 and just round it out. So. Oh my God! <laughs> oh man, yes. Yeah, so we have Microsoft today. We have Sony tomorrow, and then Tuesday we have Nintendo. So, if you want to talk about the big console makers, those are when we get those ones. Tomorrow we get uh, on Monday, because um, people obviously don't know when the hell we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, people have no clue what's. Going yeah, on. I'm just, I'm just like spitting off like random <laughs> time things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, um. I, it'll be, it'll be, I will say it's, I like, it'll be interesting to see the things that we kind of get previewed at E3. I, I kind of like it. Like every year it's just a nice kind of like, I I find it fun, right? I'm not, but then again, I'm not a big person that like, I'm generally pretty positive, right? And so I don't really like to go to the criticism route of whatever they did or didn't show or how good this game is going to be or whatever. Um, I like to be like, I like to focus more on the, Oh, that looks cool. I can't wait till it gets released. So I could find out if it actually is right. Like I just kind of, it's, I find it as a fun, just kind of preview of things we might be able to expect um, in the future. Like was it, I think was it last year's E3 or was it the year before when they first, first showed uh, the God of war, um at sony's thing and that turned out to be freaking amazing right like so it's like it's kind of cool to kind of see that and get excited about things that we might be able to see in the future so i mean we uh i feel like we just talked about the last e3 like not long ago that's true yeah it does it does feel like Like we were going over stuff which is kind of crazy yeah that's kind of crazy i'd say the only other thing from the ea one was a game called sea of solitude Mm mm-hmm no, what's that, that about? look look kind of cool uh, i have no idea but um <laughs> it looked kind of like rhyme to me oh okay very cool yeah but with an with the c in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was kind of cool looking nice it looked cool i'd go check out the trailer everything else i was pretty much like not really into yeah yeah um, yeah i missed, I love I missed... How, what's that i love how ea like when they were talking about um battlefield and like battlefront and stuff like that they were like guys no loot boxes <laughs> i was like oh my god like uh, jesus christ oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah i missed that i was uh i was flying around when the EA, like right after the ea one was on so i didn't get time to watch that but i was checking out the discord where tons of people were talking about the ea announcements so yeah it's whatever you know it's whatever we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens today for yes. Fallout 73. 76? 75. Yes. 
Yes. Fallout five. Fallout five. Um. Five? If you had, if you were the game director for Fallout seventy six, what would that game be for you? If you were able to say, "I want this game to be this," what what would it be for you? Um. Because we know nothing about it right now, other than there's a little teaser trailer. Well, we do kind of know a little bit about it. Some what stuff has been it? like unofficially confirmed. See, but that's not official. We're, we're on shenanigans. We only deal with the unofficially official. We, the unofficially official? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 exactly what you're saying. <laughs> we only deal with the... <laughs> Well, they've, they have unofficially confirmed that it is a open world rust-like build game survival all right which i think is a pretty cool move i don't mind that um i was not really honestly too happy with the story in fallout 4 Mm -hmm. i thought fallout 3 had a bit of a better story Uh, i'm also not a big fan of new vegas as well Mm -hmm. um so really i just i really do enjoy like good old fallout single player RPG kind of gameplay. Yeah. But I think the move to something Rust-like with a build and, um, like, online, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. I'm not I'm not opposed to it, really, if that's yeah. what it ends up being. And I'd probably do the same thing, to be honest, because yeah. everyone wants to play shit online. Yeah. Um, what I'm really hoping mm-hmm. is that uh, Fallout 3 Remastered happens. Oh, that'd be amazing. And that it's a, it's a free upgrade. That would also already be nice. own it. That would I be, think could, that would be kind of a nice thing to do, especially since it's, it's almost unplayable. Yeah, well, like I mean, you do, you, it you, is. You made it work, right? I I only made it work because I played it on the Xbox. <laughs> like, oh, you played on Xbox? Yeah, because I tried oh, playing it. I tried playing it on PC, and it would crash on launch, and all the fixes I could find online weren't working or wouldn't work long enough, um, and that I felt like I didn't want to invest time in a game that if it crashed an hour in and I couldn't fix it, then I have to go back and redo an hour of work. So I just did. I just ordered a disc on Amazon, a used uh, Fallout 3 disc, and played it on uh, my Xbox. So Yeah, see, that's just like not cool. I'm sorry. And to have a game it. broken like that, it's been oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. And that that's why I said, like, the second you said remastered, that's why I instantly thought back to it. It'd be great to be able to play this game because it is such a great game. And, like, it'd be great with, like, remastered great graphics that are brought up to current. But, like, my biggest thing is it'd be great to play a game that doesn't crash on launch. It'd be great like, if it ran. Yeah, I mean, right? That, that's all honest. I'm asking for. It freaking works for, like, Windows 7, I think, yeah. only? Or yeah. not even? Yeah, I th- I'm not sure if Windows 7 does or doesn't. I know 8 and 10, it does not it at on all. on Windows Vista? Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, ugh, yeah. no, please. I, I don't I don't like it. I mean, if they made it a free upgrade, I think that'd be a really respectful thing to do. Yeah. They probably did, won't, but, you know, I don't know. Was, when they, because they released, they did a remaster for Skyrim, right? Wasn't that um, last year, two years ago? I, I don't know if it was a remaster... Um, let me look it up. I don't know. I don't think they did a remaster for Skyrim. You don't think so? Now, uh, what, what it was, if I remember correctly, wasn't it Bioshock that did a remaster and everyone got a free upgrade to the remastered edition? If I remember correctly. Really? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so sure. they did have a it did get re- kind of remastered. Mhm. It had a they had a Skyrim special edition come out. Okay. Which uh it says in the trailer that they remastered graphics and stuff, but um a lot of people don't really care about that because they just use mods anyway for Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. And they make it look like incredible. Yeah. So um but yeah, I guess I guess there was a remaster. Okay. That came out. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and with Bioshock, it was everyone, if you owned Bioshock, Bioshock 2, then you got the remastered versions of those ones when they came out back in 2016. So, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll see what happens today, I guess, uh, if they're gonna. So, one thing is like, without knowing, and obviously, we have the unofficially official um, news. I can, I can. There's two reasons why I can easily see them doing a building open world rust esque type thing. Um, because they have done two other things that kind of are similar but not similar, right? And so with Fall 4, we had the building mode, which a lot of people like for re- replayability in Fallout 4. If you watch Fallout 4 streams, a lot of the people are building up new settlements and all that kind of stuff and using mods to make those super crazy mm-hmm. and super awesome. So we already kind of have like a little bit of the building aspect into it and they've already have a little bit of a foundation of some type of building thing. Um, the second thing is, is the mobile game, the Fallout Shelter mobile game that came out and that showed that there was something that people liked about building and designing their own vaults and managing that part of it. And so it's like the like kind of last piece that kind of blends those two together would be like, give us an open world build with our friends online type of thing, right? Like, because we already have some building in Fallout 4, so you don't need to just do a single player building game. Um, And the iOS thing showed that people do like the, at least the concept of building a vault. Um, And if you can do something like that, uh, with your friends in an open world type thing like Rust, I think that would be I think that'd be killer. I think that'd be a lot of fun and kind of fits in with what they've been doing a little bit with the Fallout air uh, genre, uh, Fallout series type stuff, like ancillary to the main stories. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I, I could see that. Um, I could see that. I think that'll be fun. I I, I hope should so. Be interesting. It makes more sense for that to happen than another like fallout 3 fallout 4 fallout new vegas like another single player story game because fallout 4 came out relatively recently if you look at the span between releases of major bethesda titles and it would be it seems weird to me that they would have skyrim fallout 4 and then another fallout property before you get even another elder scrolls property everyone's asking for another elder scrolls game and stuff Mm mm-hmm um, and like I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I've never played an Elder Scrolls game, so really, you never played Skyrim or Morrowind no. or one of those no. Oblivion no. things. Yeah, no, I never got around to. Skyrim's a pretty so. cool game. I, I like it a lot. I, I've, I've played a lot of things. it too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool. If you're into, I mean, if you really want to dedicate yourself to something mm-hmm. like long term, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which uh, I know sometimes, you know, like Witcher 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you get into Skyrim because it, it'll take you, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of hours yeah. and things, but it's yeah. a fun it's a fun game. It's a good Think time. Think about playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Not that, that those are related at all, but we're talking about something that's going to cool. take me some hours. That game is cool. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little. It's not. I mean, it's not long in terms of like yeah, yeah. other games, but you know, for streaming it, it'll take you a while to get through. But it's fun. It's a yeah. good game. Yeah. So we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. And we'll see about this Fallout uh, 69 business, and we'll yeah. we'll get around to it, and we'll see. They are now they are just they are good. just pandering to the internet memes and Twitch crowd with that name. So, ah, can we, I did you see the uh, the stream that they did before? No, I heard about it. Wasn't it like just like, like so are you talking about one that was like stupid. on for like 12 hours or something like that? Of just it like was so stupid. Oh man. It was on for like 12, 13 hours or whatever mm-hmm. of just like no content whatsoever, which by the way, that's against Twitch TOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no content or anything, no interaction mm-hmm. or whatever. And then like they went through the night to just eventually announce this trailer. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just so not hype at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like not, I was like, okay. I'm just like gonna wait for the trailer to come out, I guess, and watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I thought it was kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think we should talk about this other thing that happened. Okay. This week, okay. that uh, a lot of people have been discussing. Mm-hmm. And it's an article on Streamer News, uh, and it's called uh, the Twitch Switchers. And uh, right. the boy Moblord uh, wrote it. Who I, be- I think he's a streamer, right? I think. Uh, no, so. he's like he's like professional moderator. Um, oh. He's okay. he's he's I don't I don't believe he streams. Um, okay. But he's, he's like editor in chief of streamer news, supposedly. Yes, but he's like because he's like super involved with a lot of like the really big communities and just a huge name and things related to Twitch um, and hugely respected source in my opinion. Got it. So. All right. Well, yeah. So, uh, Streamer News came out with this article, uh, or Moblord wrote it. It's called The Twitch Switchers, and it's about uh, a whole bunch of people, which this also made a lot of news on Twitter of a lot of people switching to different platforms from Twitch mm-hmm. um, Mixer, Facebook, YouTube, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this whole article kind of outlines people that are switching, why they're switching. Uh, what they don't like about Twitch and things like that. Okay. So, um, the first thing was that, uh, do you know Renee? Yes, I know of her. Okay. Well, Renee, uh, is switching to Mixer Mm -hmm. from Twitch and she's been on Twitch for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been like a bunch of, I don't even know how long they say in here, but I don't want to like read through this article while we're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, she's been on there for a very long time, and she announced on her stream that she is uh, going to be switching to Mixer. Mm. And I thought, uh, you know, they, they bring up some interesting things here. Um, and one of the things that I originally thought with this was like, oh, well, they're switching because they're getting paid to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. So um, that's one of the things that he mentions on here. Um, where is, is that it? they are getting paid to do it. That it's not only money that's okay. making them switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, whoa, what the hell? Sorry, it just full screened her face onto my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was streaming so you could see that one. I was gonna say, I wish I had the uh, shoulder cam right now for that. Ah, the old shoulder cam. <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, well, let's just go through them. Let's go through the things. Let's go through okay. them. So they have, like, different points here. So the first point here is Twitch is oversaturated, mm-hmm. and it's hurting growth and discoverability for small and mid-sized broadcasters. Okay. Which, I mean, I think that's true, that Twitch is a little oversaturated, but, and I think that Twitch could do more for discoverability. <sighs> um, well, 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 why the sigh? I don't know. I feel. <laughs> I feel. I. I. Okay. I, I, okay. So can do can Twitch do more for discoverability? Well, yes. I mean, I like at the end of the day, there's no end to what they could be doing to help discoverability. Um, I don't know if I agree with with the oversaturatedness though. That that's kind of hurting because like there, I feel like there is no perfect balance of like saturatedness on a platform right because you can go to the opposite end where it's not oversaturated at all but then you don't have anyone there or your growth potential is severely limited because your potential audience pool is much smaller right and so i i don't know so part of me i like i i kind of agree but like and is especially the big games and our release day are those oversaturated like yes but having 50,000 people streaming it or 10,000 people doesn't make much of a difference if you have one person watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. If, if you cut down this how saturated each game is, well, that doesn't really do anything for you if there are such a large number of people streaming it that you're at the bottom of an undiscoverable pile to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but... Yes, but so yes, no. I, I, so part of me agrees at that point, but I do think that that's kind of a little bit of a, a red herring straw man argument. So, okay, so this kind of goes into the second point that they bring up for Mm -hmm. me. It says, Mixer feels like Twitch felt like several years ago. Okay. And one of the things that I've always thought about Mixer Mm -hmm. as a platform is that Mixer doesn't have viewers. It has Mm -hmm. streamers. Yeah, yeah. uh, Who go and watch other streams. There's not an actual basis of people who say, hey, I go on Mixer and I watch streams. I so agree with that. Twitch is a place where there are people who are viewers, Mm -hmm. who have a viewer title. Maybe they've streamed twice, Mm -hmm. but like they go and view streams and they subscribe to streams and they follow them and they go on time and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But Mixer doesn't really have that which is why they're trying to get these people i think Mm -hmm. yeah to not necessarily have more concurrent viewers Mm -hmm. on their platform which they have low compared to twitch obviously Mm -hmm. but they want people to browse yeah and to become viewers and to become dedicated to that and that's a hard turnover yeah that's a very difficult thing that you can't really pay for you know yeah no i agree twitch has that advantage they have that that like you know first come first serve advantage mm-hmm. where they're serving all these people these streamers and they people are are viewers that's what it is it's same mm-hmm. thing with YouTube a YouTube competitor wants to try to come out you know I mean that's gonna be kind of hard yeah I think yeah and it is difficult uh, it Twitch is, difficult. is already having enough hard of a time to do that so yeah and they have um, a name behind them and they can't even pull it off. Exactly. So. And YouTube live streaming too is the same thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. have difficulty with that as well. Yeah. Um No, I, I, I mean I, yeah. YouTube's one of their selling points, which is a strange selling point, it seems a little bit um atomic bomb like mm-hmm. is YouTube says, Oh, well, we don't have Twitch TOS. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their selling point. 
Yeah. That seems <laughs> dangerous. For a platform yeah. that denies people ad content for mm -hmm. talking about the most obscure things, maybe like mm -hmm. even talking about news, mm -hmm, they deny mm -hmm. you like advertisement revenue. Yeah. They're going to go out and say, oh, well, you can do whatever the fuck you want live streaming, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't right, yeah, that, yeah. And then also, they, like, my thing is, like, and that can only go so far because then when they actually do have a problem and then they reverse it, you get much more of an uproar because, like, wait, the reason I came over here was you weren't yeah. going to be like that. Well, yeah. you know, it's the it's the PR kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the bad PR is is good PR in any capacity, I guess, for them. Yeah. Um but like, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's all kind of fucked up, you know? Like, I, I don't mm. understand what their, uh, YouTube is all fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then the, the next one is smaller platforms allow you to grow along with the platform. Okay. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. But again, if we go back to what Mixer's, like, their viewer base, quote unquote, mm -hmm. how can you grow necessarily mm -hmm. with a platform like sure, maybe they'll have different things on Mixer that you can obtain and attain and stuff. But like, where are the viewers coming from? Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. And like that, that, like I keep thinking back to like your point. Your other point is just so spot on that Mixer doesn't have viewers; it has streamers that go and watch other streams, right? Like. And also part of that is because they want to do it for growth. Oh, go network. It's like, great. I have, a, I have a stream with 10 people in it, but all 10 people are here because they want to network with me to help them also grow. And it's like, but there's no one here to facilitate that growth. And so it's yeah. like, but, and then I think there's a second thing is like, you can't like, there was a time when people grew with Twitch, but now that you have a market dominant force, it doesn't, you don't get, you can't do the same thing again, right? That history has already happened. Like you're not growing with a new platform because the new platform isn't growing the same way that Twitch grew, right? When Twitch was growing, it was convincing other people that what they should also watch is people play video games live, right? Like they should, they had to convince people that streaming was a thing. Mixer isn't growing in the same way where it's convincing people that streaming is a thing. It's trying to convince people that they shouldn't be on their other platform and instead go to this platform, right? And so it's like, it seems like a, a, it, it's a different thing to grow with that platform than to grow with something like Twitch or like YouTube back in the day when YouTube was taking off. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, now, th so this also goes into the fourth one is like, um, you know, for people who are being paid to move to different platforms, mm -hmm. they're not going to have the same amount of viewers as they did before. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and that's where the fourth one is retention is an issue, but not necessarily growth. Mm -hmm. So they say, Mobler writes in the article that there's a retention rate for when someone moves from Twitch to Mixer. Of twenty five percent, okay. Of people will will switch over to Mixer and watch. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, if you're if you're buying off a lot of bigger streamers, thousands of viewers, twenty five percent retention rate is not actually that bad mm -hmm. for like what top streamers, I guess, are are bringing in for the platform or yeah. like overall concurrent viewership of the platform. Yeah. Um, but they also say that they do grow. When they're on Mixer, and I think okay. that's also goes back to you know there's no viewers, they're all streamers, so they're all watching uh, mm -hmm. other streamers and bigger streamers. If they're going to move to Mixer, everyone's mm -hmm. going to want to network with them, right? Yeah. So they're all yeah. going to go and and hang out with them, yeah. and join their streams. So it's oh, true. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's okay. And so okay, finally we got to this one. Fewer people were paid to switch over than what people are assuming. Money was never described as a determining factor. 
Now, this is the thing. If money was a determining factor, no one would ever say it was. It's true. Right? Like, I don't think saying money was never described as a determining factor is not a surprising statement. And I think it obviously means that it was one of the determining factors that was happening. I mean, you could go all day and be like, oh, well, Mixer's doing things a lot better and blah, 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 blah. But they also paid me $1 million to switch. So I'm (laughs) going to do it. And that's not a number that is surprising. Mm -hmm. They say in the article that Wall Street Journal reported in 2016 on a deal that leaked, which showed Facebook was going to pay 24 influencers a total of $2.2 million to switch. Yeah. That is a fuck ton, dude. That is insane amount of money. How can you say no to that? You know? Yeah. I, uh... And, like, that's the thing, is, like, the, the, the part of the problem that I have when people say money isn't a determining factor is that there there really isn't a single determining factor. Because if that's all it was, you would have done this a long time ago, right? Like, or it maybe just now is the time that everything's finally right. The thing is, is that there's usually, like, five factors going into it, and that's what convinced you to switch over. None of which on their own are were determining, right? Like, it's not that none, in, none of those individual factors are the reason that you switched. And so it's easy for them to say, well, no, money wasn't the determining factor. It's like, yeah, but definitely played in with the rest of them. Like, if, if they said, come to Mixer, we're not giving you anything, and you go, Ooh, especially if this is your full-time job, right? And you go, oh, on Twitch, with my full-time job, I'm making X dollars a year, and I'm able to support myself on that. And then you go, okay, I'm going to move to Mixer, and just based on the fact that there's going to be, like, with everything else you said, less retention of the people that come on over, and like, say, let's say it is 25%, and you go, okay, my income is now going to be 50% of what it was on Twitch. Like, that would be a deterrent, right? Like that would be a reason that I, I not even if I wanted to switch to Mixer, I couldn't because I'm requiring on like I need the money that I make from streaming to pay my bills. And so you can't come about and say that, oh, money, money wasn't a factor. Like I was gonna switch, you know, it wasn't a determining factor. I'm switching for these other reasons. Like, yeah, but that's what facilitated you to be able to switch, right? You couldn't have switched if they didn't pay you. Um, if you are at the level that you are a big enough streamer that you rely on this income and your income would have dipped below what you needed to you know keep like paying your rent and all your bills um yeah and so like i and so and i think when people say it wasn't time factor what they kind of look at is like no i didn't sell out and only did it because they offered me money um nor would i hold that against anyone if they did if i if i if freaking a if mixer yeah. came to like any partner streamer that we know and they all and mixer offered them three times what they were currently making through twitch i would be like sell out and move over like especially if that's what if what you're trying to do is if the reason that you're streaming is to make money um on top of all the other stuff but ultimately you need it to pay your bills then go do that you know what i mean it's like if i'm working at a law firm and there is a number of other reasons to move to a different law firm and that other law firms also offering me three times the salary like I would hope my friends would say, what is your reason for staying at the current one? Um, And is that reason outweighed by the three times salary increase at the other one? Right. And if it was like, if my reason was like, oh, I really like my colleagues and that was my only reason, they'd be like, 
yeah, maybe you should take three times pay increase and move elsewhere, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so if I if some if I saw another streamer, especially if they were a big influencer, my thing is you're being paid for what you're bringing over to Mixer at that point, um, and I don't think that's something to be ashamed of. It's different if you're like casually doing it as a hobby like i am and i do it because i like hanging out with my friends and i like playing video games and i enjoy streaming and that's it and it's not paying my bills well then if someone offered me money and i was like oh i went over to mixer because they offered me 500 dollars, then i'd be like really dude like that's not the reason why you said you were streaming so i can't believe you literally just moved over to mixer for 500 dollars. that's different than a big streamer that's like that's what you do for a living. Um, like, it, you know, maybe go take the other money, especially if you feel like that's more, that offers you more stability and viability long-term, then maybe you should go do that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and also kind of counting in that, like, depending on what the aspects of the deal are, and do you think this is a long-term thing, or are you better off somewhere else long-term? Um, so, like, there's a whole bunch of qualifications in it, but I don't, like I, I think a, I think Mixer and Facebook are smart to be doing it that way. It's the only way they're going to get people to. That's the only way they're going to get big influencers to the platform is to pay them. And I think it's smart on the people that take advantage of that that they do that, right? I don't wouldn't hold it against someone to make a career move that is good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, especially if they're getting. So one of the other rumors that Moblord writes about here that he heard was that at PAX East, Facebook staff were targeting Twitch broadcasters with as few as 10,000 followers with long-term deals worth as much as $5,000 to $15,000 per month. And some said Facebook touted upcoming benefits, such as health care, to their broadcasters. And other people have been receiving similar emails in in the last couple months. Okay, so I... Part of, I love this. I love this because, like, this is one nice thing about the competition. Like, if you look, especially if you look at like bigger streamers, they like, and people that are making this their living. This makes that living even more viable, right? Not mm-hmm. everyone is, not everyone, and very, very, very few people are going to be lyric and ninja, right? And so it's like they, you can't, you can't necessarily bank it on becoming that. But if you do make it that you're successful to pay your own bills, like the competition among the big players is amazing because now you have other areas to move laterally in the industry that can offer you a better thing. Like, I mean, heck healthcare is expensive if you're self-employed. So it's not a small thing to be like, Oh, I want to go stream on Facebook because they are, I'm going to make more money there and I'll have healthcare and it'll be able to still do what I love to do. Right. You are also Mm -hmm. tying yourself to Facebook, which I wouldn't be very happy about. Um, But you know, if that's what my living is, that's like, that's kind of sometimes those are the decisions you have to make. Um, and I also feel like because we kind of came up in, if you look at Twitch, like for a lot of people, Twitch is a dream job, right? Because, oh, I get to stream, play video games and entertain people all day long. And I feel like part of because it kind of grew up in this dream job type thing, um, when the regular business job world starts kind of coming in at the edges, like we're seeing now, it feels dirty and bad, right? Oh, how could you do this? Like, this is the dream job. We're playing video games. Stay pure to the reason that you start streaming. But it's like, at the end of the day, like these people need to 
support themselves, right? And you got to make moves the way you got to make moves um, kind of in the industry that you work in. And you got to decide for yourself what is right and what is like wrong and kind of do that. And you can't always necessarily stick to ideals about the perfect world, especially when you have a bigger viewer base and you're making more money sometimes you got to make you got to be like oh i love twitch and i was twitch all the way through but at the same time they're making moves that i don't agree with and this other company is maybe making moves that i do agree with and they're offering more money and i feel like i can make a better product there then maybe make that move so i agree i agree with you Nice. Look at that. All right, though, I think we're getting close to the end. I think there's one more thing. So yeah. Twitch's lack of consistent moderation or long, no longer listening to the overall community. Mm-hmm. Which I can understand that. Yeah. I think that I think that Twitch has gone a weird little direction where they don't really know what they're doing sometimes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they test weird features without telling people about it and stuff. Um, part of me also gets that because yeah. they're a company. Yeah. And a business, and they don't necessarily need to tell everybody about everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some functions that maybe directly stop people from doing specific things that they used to be able to do that used to help them mm-hmm. um, is kind of fucked up. And like they should probably talk to their partners about it more. Yeah. Um, is that because of Amazon ownership or they're not like a family, quote unquote, anymore? I don't really know. I mean, and yeah. are you going to find that at something like Mixer? I mean, just because it's a small platform, it's owned by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and Facebook, I mean, Facebook, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't no, know. I, yeah. Um, so that, that's something I, I'm not sure about. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand the sentiment, though, you know? Yeah. They change things sometimes, and they don't talk to the community about it, and it's kind of like, uh, you know? And some moderation quarrels as well. Mm-hmm. I get that. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I understand that moderation quarrels um, a little bit more. I also saw a great tweet on Twitter about the problems with moderating heavier, a larger thing, like a larger platform. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it's a, kind of like sometimes it has backfires and unintended consequences and stuff like that. Um, and people don't give some companies enough slack when they're trying to deal with that and the growth where something may look simple and straightforward always isn't always the case. Um, I'm not like, there's no specific examples, but I'm just saying like sometimes that could happen with Twitch. Um, so I, I, I feel a little more for like the, you know, the community and the partners that want more and better moderation, because I feel like that is something we should strive for. Um, but I, 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 I think that the not listening, discussing all of your changes with, your partners and other people, I feel like that's less of a fact that Amazon owns them and more of a fact that it's just a much larger platform, right? Like Mm -hmm. the number of partners they have is exponentially larger than what they had two or three years ago. Um, And as that becomes the case, it becomes less feasible to act like the smaller company that you were before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like three years ago when you're smaller and your big cornerstone partners were much fewer, it's easier to get most of them in a room and say, this is what we're thinking about doing and get some impact and feedback, right? Now when it's bigger, like... You can't get them all in a room. If you get a subset of them in a room, then you're also going to have the partners that were left out going to be pissed off. Um, it's, it's, 
it becomes more difficult to do that. And also, you when as you're larger and you're more established, you can't really steer the ship by committee right like all right let's do what everything what all the partners kind of agree with and think is a good idea sometimes you just need someone at the top that says this is what we're doing and they're gonna get stuff wrong a lot of the times but like that's kind of the way you have to operate and that's why you try and put good people in at the top um sure and I, so I don't know. So while I agree with that, and the thing is that if you don't like that about Twitch, like the way to fix that is to go to a smaller platform like Mixer. Like the, you, I feel like the I feel like the people that want that changed on Twitch, it's a pipe dream that they're not going to get. Like it's not going to revert to the old ways it was. Partly because it can't. Um, and even if they get close, they'll never be there all the way there. And people are that's going to be frustrating. That that gap between what their ideal is and where Twitch is at is always going to be frustrating. And if you want to close that gap, then a smaller platform might be better for you. Um, it might be better to go to Mixer, Facebook, where you might have more of a voice and more of an impact because they kind of have to listen to you um, a little bit more because they need you there. And so if that's the case, then that's the way to fix it is to move elsewhere because I don't think you're going to fix it on Twitch. Probably not. No. Um they also, uh, I forgot that Moblord had a bunch of graphs on here too from Streamlabs, mm -hmm. which I think uh, only further proves the point that Mixer is really filled with streamers, not so much viewers, which I thought mm -hmm. was interesting. So um, in Q1 uh, of 2017, mm -hmm. 18, I guess it's 18, um, Mixer had 6.5 thousand, mm -hmm. well, 6,500 streamers on the platform mm -hmm. um now viewer wise it's a fuck ton lower compared as well to twitch mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. nine point nine uh ninety five hundred viewers for mm -hmm. all those six sixty five hundred viewers <laughs> when yeah. you compare that to twitch which mm -hmm. has 36,000 streamers mm -hmm. and nine hundred and fifty three thousand viewers yeah <laughs> yeah, like like the viewer to streamer yeah. ratio on Mixer is like almost Ridiculous. yeah, like that tiny, pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I mean maybe less than I mean, and probably that's from retention from Twitch viewers who and mm -hmm. streamers who crossed over. Yeah. Um, my my big worry is I wonder if these streamers are really thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. because you know you're okay so let's say you're getting this deal from mixer right to come over yeah. yeah um let's assume that you have you know i don't know 500 viewers maybe mm -hmm. you know you're gonna have 25 ret percent retention of those viewers come over to mixer mm -hmm. um you're getting paid for mixer let's say month to month to do this thing how mm -hmm. long is that going on for let's yeah. say it's for a year I mean, do you really think you're going to grow and maybe get to the same place that you were mm -hmm. on yeah. Twitch on no, Mixer? Yeah. That's something that I think is a little bit of an unknown, yeah. which is why, you know, if if Mixer had come to me and been like, hey, here's this deal, mm -hmm. I honestly don't know if I would take it, even if it was, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, yeah that's a, it's a difficult decision to make, but I think, you know, it's... I, I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm assuming they thought about what's going to happen in the future with this, and if Twitch is going to ban them now for mm -hmm. streaming on another platform, yeah, because I mean we don't know what the partner agreement is, but from an affiliate agreement, you're not allowed to stream on other platforms. Yeah. So what's going to happen with that? Are they going to lose their Twitch partnership? Like, what's the word on that? We don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. I kind of, I kind of, uh, I like seeing this disruption in the industry a bit. So, sure. I mean, I think that's good. The competition should be there, definitely. Yeah. Um, Should people move? I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, I'll let them do it first (laughs) and see what they do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I will. I will say one thing that this is all bringing to kind of the forefront for me um, is especially because Twitch was so small and Twitch, not so small, but like smaller um, and felt more tight knit. And there was all this goodwill and good feelings towards Twitch. I feel like now it's, and this is kind of where I'm getting to is like the Twitch itself. I don't necessarily have the, goodwill or the good feelings towards anymore and i don't have bad ones but it's become much more of a utility instead of twitch itself embodying the kind of community chat type thing right and i and for me it's like that is among the individuals that i'm friends with like and what i see there and less about twitch as a company where before i was like oh bleed purple all that great stuff and so with that it's like I don't if I see it as a utility as literally just like the pipe that my content gets pushed through and then they have a real time chat thing. Um, I don't like I don't I care less about when they mess up because I'm like, eh, it's what I would have expected from the utility company. Um, and I also don't feel like people are betraying me if they go elsewhere, right? Because it's like, oh, I don't feel like I have this huge affinity for Twitch as a company. So if you go to Mixer and I support you as a person, then I'm like, hell, I sub- go to Mixer. I might not necessarily watch you on Mixer because if I watch content on Twitch, that's because that's where I, you know, I'm kind of locked into where I like to watch my content. But like, I don't feel like, oh my God, how dare you betray me and go to the other company, right? Where yeah. I feel like sometimes like if this would have happened two or three years ago, I'd be like, damn, why are you going to Mixer? like wow it feels like you're kind of leaving us over here in the twitch party like we feel like a family over here and you're going there and now i'm like eh, yeah go over there you know you do you more power to you um whether it turns out to be a good idea or a bad idea we will we'll see shortly so hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh, all right but. well i mean I, I also think that the affiliate status also helped twitch a lot during yeah. this whole yeah. switch so that yeah. was a interesting and good move by them yeah to take no, that risk and do that yeah so, all right, we gotta do a quick food finish because yeah. I gotta head out of here. Oh, um, go. you have to leave. Oh, I God. gotta, I gotta, I gotta get moving. What's um, the food finish? So I had this amazing, amazing, amazing uh, French toast while I was on vacation in Portland, and it was had this like cream cheese type frosting and some marionberry mm. jam. It was so, so, so good. Um, so my question for you, and we kind of covered this a little bit before, but regardless of the type of carb that you're consuming at breakfast whether it be a pancake a waffle or french toast do you put syrup or do you put jam slash jelly slash preserves on it what is your condiment of choice to put on your breakfast grains i usually don't put anything on it besides butter Ooh, okay interesting sometimes i'll put syrup on if i'm really feeling it Mm -hmm. but um Okay, so usually when I sit down, I'm like, I don't really want syrup on this. I put butter, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, now I want syrup on it, and then I put syrup <laughs> yes. on it, and then I eat it. But I, yeah. you know, I'm a plain Jane when it comes to that kind of stuff. I feel like, yeah, I don't go crazy. I don't put jam on anything either. Yeah, see, I, Jam's I'm for toast. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I I am a big other than waffles. I feel like I don't really put jam on waffles, but like French toast and pancakes, I prefer to put jam on it. Um, huh. 
But with pancakes, I kind of have like the moment in the moment call, kind of like what you're doing, where I'll be like, I'm about to put jam. I'm like, no, this feels like a syrup day. Like we're going to we're going to throw some syrup on these pancakes and it's going to be a great day. So I kind of I kind of waffle back and forth on that a bit. So you waffled back and forth, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. You like that? You like that? That was was really funny, actually. I like that one. So anyways. All right, you guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day or whatever in the world you do on Mondays, including chores. Shenantics is great for when you have to knock out a few of those chores bright and early in the morning. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes store and the Google Play store or at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you love us, make sure you leave us a five-star review on the iTunes store. It helps other people find us so they can love us, too. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion, we have a Discord room. Head over to shenantics.rock slash about. Click the invite link to the Discord room and tell us what you like on your pancakes, waffles, and French toast. And Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and possibly Mixer in the future. Um, it's just going to be S-K-A-N-K-Y on there uh, if they pay me $5,000 a month. M. Cole, where can they find you? I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcole underscore M-C-U-L and the underscore symbol. Same username on Twitter, twitter.com slash mcole underscore. And like I said earlier, if you guys want to see any of my pictures and photos from my recent vacation, you can find me on Instagram at instagram.com slash mcole underscore. That is it for me. Skanky, it was so good talking to you again. I missed you, bud. I missed you too, bud, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.